Man, it is thick in this place tonight. Uh, you know, I think it's cool, uh, you know, right before that song, and we, we had a, just kind of a time of pause and reflection, and to think that there's, you know, somewhere around 300 students, maybe somewhere around 340 people in the room or so, and people sitting on the floor up here, and people everywhere, and, and uh, the room's just in complete silence. I mean, here's the reality. The reality is that for many of us, that may be the last time we've been in a place of just complete silence, except for our bedroom before we go to bed at night. And there's just something about just getting quiet before God, just pushing everything out and just, just focusing on Him and letting Him speak to our heart and letting Him speak to our spirit that just does something, man. I think the reason sometimes when I talk to students, when I talk to people and they say, hey, man, like, dude, you know, you talk about, man, this is just a live relationship with God and, you know, God's speaking things to you and, and, and you know, and, and, and all this stuff's happening and this stuff's going on in your life. And, man, I just don't experience that. I think the reason that a lot of people don't experience that is because they never get still before God and allow him just to speak to your soul. It's kind of hard for God to speak things through you and to, to kind of direct your life and to, to, just to kind of show you his truth through his word and all that kind of stuff. If your life is all about being busy and all about you and the next thing and all the stuff that you want to do and you're all over the place. And, and then we get to that last song, The Great I Am. In Exodus chapter 3 verses 14, Moses is walking along and he sees this burning bush. And, and this, this bush is burning, and, and God speaks from this bush to Moses. And, and Moses, you know, he, he's freaking out. He doesn't know what's going on. And, you know, he tells him to take his shoes off because he's standing on holy ground. And, and so he stay, he's there, and, and, uh, and he says, who is this that's speaking to me? And, and it's God, and God gives us his name. He says, he says I am. I am. And it's kind of cool because Yahweh, or in Hebrew, yod heh vah the name for God, the ineffable name of the matchless, most powerful, indescribable, uncontainable God, Yahweh, I am. You know, it's kind of cool because there was such respect and such reverence for that name that when scribes would be writing down the, the scriptures of the Bible, as they would be copying down the scriptures, when they would get to the name of God, they would, they would actually take a pen and they would, they would throw it away and they would get a new quill out just to write the name of God. And then they would throw that pen away and get a new one out to continue writing because they had so much reverence and so much respect for the name of God. I mean, He is the Almighty. He is amazing. He is unbelievable. And this is what I know. We come into this place every week to worship the one true almighty God. And the cool thing is, is that then God made himself known through his son, Jesus Christ, 
who was God in the flesh, Jesus, the second person of the Trinity. And the cool thing about this is that Jesus is arguing with some Pharisees one day. And uh, by the way, this isn't in my notes. I'm not, this just kind of come to me, and I just felt like, man, we just need to get go there. And in John chapter five, 8, verses 58, and uh, Jesus is talking with these guys, and these guys are saying, man, what are you talking about? You know all this stuff and all this kind of stuff. And they say, you know, are you greater than our father Abraham? And Jesus responds to him, before Abraham was, I am. Jesus called himself God. He says, before Abraham was, I am. Before Abraham existed, and they say, hold on a sec, that's impossible. How is that possible? How were you back before Abraham when Abraham was way back here in the Old Testament, you're up here in the New Testament? That was thousands of years ago. How can you call yourself the I am? Are you calling yourself God? That's the reason in John 10, 30, he says, I and the Father are one. Jesus was God in the flesh. And the Bible tells us in John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy Jesus is talking, he says, but I come that you may have life and have it to the full. That is the mission statement of 12 Stone Church, and that is the mission statement of this student ministry. That Jesus Christ came so that you may have life and have it to the full. And tonight, I want to talk to you about where we've been and what God's done, and, and I'm going to talk to you about where we're going, and I just want to put a little disclaimer before we even get there, that I'm going to be talking about what God's been doing this year, and I'm going to be talking about this, 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 uh, uh, this comfortable thing that we're in right now, but, but we want more, and that may cause us to step outside of our comfort zone, and we're happy and content where we're at, and you're going to say, I am not happy and content, Derek. I don't know what you're talking about. My life's in shambles. My life is falling apart. I got sick issues. I got struggles here. My mom and dad's relationship is screwed up. This is screwed up. That's screwed up. You have no idea what's happened to me over the last year. This year may have been good for you. It may have been good for everybody else, but this year wasn't good for me. And, and you're living a life that is full of not victory, but full of pain, full of heartache and full of hurt. And I'm here to tell you, you don't have to continue living that way because Jesus died on the cross for your sins so no longer does sin and death have victory over you if you put your trust and faith in him. And by doing that, you can receive the full life that God has for you. You can have this full life that is immeasurably more than anything that you can think or imagine. You can have this full life that God has for you that is so much greater than anything else in this entire world. And I know because I was there we are so fooled into thinking that if I chase after all these things, it's going to give me happiness and fulfillment. If I have this guy, if I have this girl, if I have these friends, it doesn't matter if I compromise in this area or compromise in this area or compromise in this area in order to get them. When I get those things, I'm going to be happy and I'm going to be satisfied. And I'm here to tell you the Bible is clear and it is 100% true and it is fleshed out in my life and many people's lives that are in this room. There is a full life that is in Christ and there is no full life outside of that period. So as we go through and talk about things tonight, I want that to kind of be the reference point of the night. That this ministry, this place, isn't about us as much as it is about Him. And we come here in this place to grow and learn about Him. We come in this place so that we can bring glory and honor to His name. So, with that being said, I am so excited about what God's done over the last year. 
And what he's done in this place has been one of the most incredible things I have ever experienced in my years of ministry and even seen other people experience. Man, I think about the things that we did this year. I think about collision. Y'all remember collision? Collision was this awesome weekend, and all the campuses came together, and we did a worship service here. Kevin Queen brought the word, and on that Saturday, we went out, and we served all over the, the Gwinnett County and Hall County and served all over the place, and we watched God do some unbelievable stuff that week. We had you know several people come to Christ that weekend, and it was just a powerful weekend of connection with our adult leaders and our students. I mean, it was a great weekend, and then, and then we, we got up, and we, we just kept trucking along and pushing through, and then we hit the summer. And in the summer, we went to Nicaragua for the students. Yes. We did a missions work in Nicaragua. We helped, uh, we helped dig some for a well. We helped work on, you know, getting the gospel out. And listen, our students and this student ministry, through sharing their faith with people around them, through a translator, ended up seeing 26 people come to know Jesus on that missions trip. Pretty amazing. Then we had our back-to-school bash, which was awesome. At our back-to-school bash, we had the biggest night of our high school ministry uh, and, uh, that, that we've had. You know, so I've been, we had 370 students here for our back-to-school bash. Remember, we had the, 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 the you know, dancer guy or whatever. And I'll spare you. I won't do that again. I'm sorry. And, uh, and then we had, you know, we had an a A-Town A-List who just brought the house down. And, uh, and, dude, it was just an awesome night. People came to know Jesus. I mean, it was a powerful night. And, and then out of that, we, we geared up. And then in October, we went to dig. And it was ridiculous. And uh, we had so much fun. And, and, and we went white water rafting. And my white water rafting people that froze to death. Yes. And uh, we went white water rafting. And we had some awesome services. And Darren from North Point came and spoke to us. And, and, uh, and, we had, and then we had, I don't know if you guys remember this. If you missed out on Dig, you missed out on this. I don't know if you guys remember this. But then we had the bonfire dance party one night at Dig. Yes, and it was awesome. And, uh, and so we had that. And, uh, and then, and then. And then we had the Halloween pumpkin bash, and we dressed up, and we gave away stuff for costumes, and, and we had the, 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 uh, the, uh, the guy that came out with a big truck and served all barbecue and all kinds of stuff, and it was good, music playing, all that stuff, it was a lot of fun. And, and, then, and, then, uh, and then we had, uh, we had the Christmas party, which was right before, yes. And, uh, and, and you know, it's just, I mean, I'll just be honest with you guys, this is a good year, but, but on top of that... On top of that, we're not just about big events. We're not just about, you know, fun and all that kind of stuff, even though that's a part of who we are and that's a part of what we do. But at the core of who we are is that we are about life change. We're about connecting people to God. We're about seeing people get victory over things in their life. We're about people, we're about seeing people come to know Jesus so that our lives will be changed forever because they will experience the full life in Him. And what we, what we, ha- what happened this last year was, is that our student ministry actually in the last year grew from about 115 to 150. And 20 students to, to what we have in here tonight. We were putting up 150 chairs. Now we're putting up 300 plus chairs in this room and we are packing it out every week. And yes. 
And that, that listen, listen, that is not because of the, the incredible talents of, of anybody on our leadership team or, or because of me or because of anybody else. That has everything to do with God's favor and hand being on this place, doing things to blow our minds. God had immeasurably more for us this year than we could ever imagine. We had no idea that we would be sitting here at the end of the year. We had no idea that we would be starting out the first night back to school, which is usually kind of kind of down a little bit with this many people just pouring in here, getting crazy, getting crunk, ready to go after it. I mean, it's awesome. It's awesome. We saw, we saw almost 70 people come to know Jesus this year through our high school ministry, give their lives to Christ. We, we are about life change. We're about life change. We saw 51 students get baptized in this room this year. Which, by the way, which, by the way, next Thursday night, we have a baptism uh, service next Thursday night. If you've given your life to Christ and you haven't uh, publicly expressed that through baptism, then we want to invite you to do that. Shoot us an email. Let us know. We're going to hear more information about that later of your testimony, your story, and we would love to baptize you next week. We're baptizing right now. We've already got, you know, six or seven people signed up for that. And, you know, probably after I announce it tonight, there's going to be more than that. But it's going to be a powerful week next week, and you don't want to miss next week because next week is going to be sick nasty. All right? And um, so moving on from that... Um, and so as I was kind of thinking about just all the life change, I was thinking about all the things that we had done this year, I was like, man, I, I think it would be cool if I could just kind of go back into the, into the, the files that were tucked away and see if I could just scratch up just kind of a little bit of video here and there of just kind of some of the stuff we did this year and kind of put that together and, and we found somebody that could do that for us. And so would you guys like to kind of see a little recap video of kind of what we did this year and where we've been? All right, watch y'all, watch y'all. Feast your eyes on the screen at this. Here we go. That's me. Before I decided to follow Jesus, I was a confused teen. I had the worst attitude towards everything and my life was full of confusing decisions. Do you trust Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? Commit to follow him all the days of your life. Every day. It's my privilege and pleasure to baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.
So, if you think 2012 is going to be awesome, or was awesome, dude, 2013 is going to kick 2012's butt. That's all I'm saying. Um, and I was kind of thinking about this year, and I was thinking about kind of where we had been and what got it done and, and how things have moved forward. And, um, and, and, and it got me thinking about the story of, of Abraham. And I just want to read this to you because I think this is, this is really cool. Abra, Abraham, this is the first real chapter of the Bible that really starts getting into the kind of the story of Abraham. In fact, his name's not even Abraham yet. Uh, God changes his name later to Abraham. He starts out as Abram. And, and I want to read this to you in Genesis chapter 12. I want you to, I want you to notice this. And I'm going to give you a little background of this after I read it. But I want you to hear this. And I want, you to, I want to challenge you with something from this. Look what he says. He says, The Lord has said to Abram, Leave your country your people, and your father's households, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you, and all the people on the earth will be blessed through you. So listen to this. So Abraham left as the Lord had told him. This is what I know. Abram had everything that he could possibly want. Everything that he could possibly need. What we know through his family, what we know about the life of Abram was, is that, that he was a very wealthy man. He had lots of money. He had lots of land. He had lots of, of animals and cattle. And he had, he had many servants who, who served underneath him and people that worked for him. And, and Abram's, Abram's life was prospering. Things were going in the right direction. He, things weren't like bad in his life. It wasn't like he just lost his job. He was a financial wreck and he needed to move across town. I mean, everything was, was going great. And all of his family, all of his friends lived in this area. He, he had lots of status in this area. People recognized him and knew who he was. And God asked Abraham to leave his country, to leave the comfort zone of everything that he had, to go to this place. To go to this place that he had never been before, this place he had never seen before, this place he had no concept of, and he asked him to leave all of that behind to go to this place. I mean, I don't know what you, what you would be thinking if you were in this situation, but I'm like, God, really? Like, I mean, I'm saying, like, like, things are all good, bro. Is there not somebody, like, over here who's, like, having, like, you know, a bad time? And, you know, that, man, you could tell them to go and they'll be, because I'm telling you, man, like, I am, I am pretty content with where I'm at right now. Like, I'm pretty comfortable in the spot that I'm sitting in right now. Like, like this is, I mean, things are going great, God. Like, I, I don't know why you want me to get up and move. I want you to notice what God tells him. God says to him, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and I will make your name great. Notice the word great that he keeps using over and over and over and over here. See, this is what I think. What I think is, is that God's, God was saying to Abram, listen, you can stay here in this place and you're going to be good. Things are going to be fine. Things are going to be comfortable. Things are going to be content. But I have something for you that is great. I have greatness in store for you. 
And this is, this is fun and this is comfortable and it's, it's all those things, but, but greatness is over there. And you have a decision to make, Abram. I am not going to force you to do this. There's a land over here, the Bible tells us, flowing with milk and honey. There's a land over here that will blow your mind. There is, there is territory over here that is greater than anything you have ever seen or experienced in your entire life. But you will never be able to get to that territory if you are not willing to leave the comfort zone of where you're at right now to make the steps necessary to get there. And the Bible tells us that Abraham left. There was something within Abraham that gave him this trust for God. He believed so deeply in the one true God. He believed that everything that he had and everything that had happened to him up to this point in his life had to do with this God who was, who was giving him this full life that he had. And he was willing to leave everything behind that God had already done for something greater that God was going to do because he trusted God to do something great through him. And this is what I believe. What I believe is, God has something great for this ministry. And I believe that God has something great for you. And we can come here week in and week out. And we can be content and comfortable where we're at because things are moving and things are fun and things are good and things are happy and we worship and we hear the message and we, we do this and we do that and everything is just going how we want it to go and, and it's just great and I see my friends and I connect with my buddies and, and we, we, we just have a good time and afterwards we joke around and go, oh, maybe we go grab something to eat afterwards and we, I mean it's just, you know, it's just, man, it's just this fun time. And we want it to be that way. But this is what I want to challenge you with. I believe that God has new territory for us. That God has great things in store for us. And in order for us to get what God has for us, we are going to have to step outside of our comfort zone. We are going to have to climb mountains that we've never climbed before. We are going to have to swim upstream. And we're going to have to take territory that we've never taken before in our life. For some of us, you are going to be challenged this year and you need to be challenged right now at the beginning of 2013 to take, to take some steps in your relationship with God and commit that you're going to get in the Word of God and you're going to be reading God's Word. And if you've never read before, start in the book of John or I'll challenge you to go ahead and begin start reading in the book of James because we're going to be beginning a series on James starting next week. Or start getting in the Word of God. Allow God to begin to well some things in you so that you can take new territory. Get quiet with God. Spend some time in solitude so that he can speak to you. Like tonight when we spend some time in solitude, put on some worship music through Spotify or Pandora or whatever and just listen to the music and just allow God to speak to your heart through that. And maybe you need to begin some rhythms of prayer and seeking God through that and connecting with some girls or guys that can keep you accountable and that you can talk to about some serious issues you're dealing with and knowing that they're going to pray for you because you want to take new territory in your personal life. And additionally to that, I believe that God is calling our student ministry as a whole to take new territory in how many people that we reach and what this looks like. So I'm just going to tell you, this is what I'm praying for. And I'm going to ask you as our student ministry to join me in praying for this. Because we are here right now and we are comfortable and things are happening and they are great and there's nothing wrong with where we're at. But I'm not, I'm not okay with just good enough. 
I want God to do big things, great things, things that are immeasurably more than we can ever think or imagine. That's what Ephesians tells us. Ephesians 3 tells us that God has immeasurably more. When you think of more, when you think of great, when you think of all the things that God could lavish on you, when you think of that, just fathom all that in your head and and just put it down. and And then whatever you thought of, God has immeasurably more than you could even imagine or think. And I think, I think God has something over here for us. I'm going to tell you what I'm praying for this year. I'm praying for this year that we see 400 students, average attendance here in our student ministry. It's never happened for high school ministry. In fact, I'll tell you this. There are probably less than five high school ministries in the country that have that many students. Now, it's not about the number of students that are coming. But every one of those numbers represent a person. A person that we want to experience the presence and power of God and see their lives change through what Jesus can do in them and through them. So we want to see a hundred people come to know Jesus this year through the Point High School Ministry. One hundred. And I want to see 75 people get baptized in our room this year. And I want us next January to be able to put up the video on the screen and to be able to say these are the things that we prayed for and God has done immeasurably more than we could ever think or imagine. Look what God has accomplished for us. Look at the territory that we were so uncertain about but God allowed us to do this. But listen to me. That can't happen because I'm praying for it and because I want that. You have to want it. You have to be willing to step out of your comfort zone and not just be content with attending, but be content with serving and getting involved in the lives of the people around you and begin inviting them and begin sharing your faith with them and begin loving them and begin caring for them with the love of Christ so that their hearts and lives can be changed through him as well. Because you know... For those of you that, 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 that have been a part of this and for those of you whose lives has been changed over the last year and others of you that are just listening on, just listen on. But for those of you whose lives have been changed this year, you know what God has done in your life and you know that you could have never have done that on your own and you know that you wouldn't trade it for a million dollars. You wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. And I'm going to tell you that I think that God is asking you, I know that God is asking you, the, his word tells us he's asking us to go and let other people know about that good news to go and let other people know about what he's done in your heart and your life. I think it's time to take new territory. How are we going to do that? Well, we're going to start this series next week called Faith Works. It's a play on words. One, faith works in a fact that if you have faith, it works. When I pray in faith, that works. God hears from me, things happen. So faith works. But faith also works. In a sense, the Bible tells us faith without, faith without works is dead. In other words, if you say you have faith in Jesus, if you say that you're following after God, but the actions of your life don't reflect the words that are coming out of your mouth, then you are a liar and the truth is not in you, First John tells us. 
So we are saying that we, we want to see other people's lives changed because of how God is working in our life. And that's going to work through us. And that's going to work in us. And other people are going to see that. And that's going to do it. So we're going to be serving people. We're going to be caring for people. We're going to be sharing our faith with people. We're going to be loving people the way we never have before because faith works. And so this whole entire series is going to be a, a breakdown through the whole book of James all the way until spring break. And the whole thing is going to be on faith and action and the fact that there's no concept in the entire Bible of having a faith in God that doesn't is not acting, that is not working that out, that is not sh- exposed for everyone else to see. And so we're going to be talking about that in this next series, and I think that's going to really catapult us in the direction that we need to go, in a direction of going out and seeing other people, going out and reaching out to other people, going out and serving other people. Another way that we're, we're going to get involved in that is, is that on March the 2nd, we're going to have a serve day. Last year we had collision. We're going to do it different this year. Last year collision, there were so many people that showed up from all the different campuses and everything. And we did this whole weekend thing. And really, we only got to serve a couple hours on that day. And there were so many people on every project <laughs> that we weren't able to really get everyone serving as much as they would want to serve. So we're going to have a serve day this year on March the second. It'll begin with a with a kind of a uh, a little uh, donuts and coffee early in the morning, and then at eight thirty, and then we're going to have a little orientation just to kind of talk about the day, and then we're going to send you out. Uh, with, uh, you know, by school to projects all over Gwinnett County, and we're going to be serving people from, from 9.30 in the morning until 4.30 in the afternoon, and we're just going to serve in those areas, in those places. We're going to take a bag lunch with us, and, and we're going to serve homeless people in some situations, and we're going to serve in, in, in just different kinds of organizations all over Gwinnett County that we support as 12 Stone Church, because we want to serve people. We want to give back. We want to, we want to be a place that are the hands and feet of Jesus. That's what we want to do. So we're doing that on March the 2nd. Not only are we going to do that, but uh, we, we are going to make some major, major... Uh, I, I'm going to hold off on that one. I'm going to hold off on that. Now I'm going to hold off. I'm going to hold off to the end on that. <clears throat> uh, another thing that we, we are going to do is... We are, we are having some life group training this weekend, and we are beginning next week back with our connection groups immediately follow the service where you break out in connection groups, fire schools, and all that kind of stuff, and, and we're, we're, we're working on making those better, and I've met with all the leaders one-on-one, and how can we improve? I've met with students. We've talked about all that kind of stuff, um, but one thing that we believe and that we are passionate about is these life groups that meet on Sunday night, these deeper groups for accountability, discipleship, Bible studies, stuff to grow deeper. For the students in this room that are serious, that want more, that want to grow deeper, that want to head in that direction like this is what this is for and they're gonna they're gonna begin on February the 10th and they're gonna go for 11 weeks and the cool thing about these groups they're gonna be a little different this year is that we're gonna begin signups next week so you can go online and sign up and you have until February the 17th the second week in in order to sign up and if you don't sign up before that date then you can't you can't come because we want this to be for serious people that are going to make a commitment that are going to be a part of the groups. And we are going to amp these groups up and we're going to make them better and we're tweaking them and we're talking with the leaders about how we can do it better and more effectively so that you get more out of it. And so that's what we're doing with these groups. And we're excited about what God's going to do in the students who are serious and want to grow deeper in their faith. Not only that, but the first two weeks of this, of this life group thing is we want to get everyone connected in, in a life group. And we think that there's something that all of us you know, kind of need to address and deal with and talk about and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to do the first two weeks something called Girl Talk for the Girls. And uh, Girl Talk is going to be all about just relationships and boys and, and uh, yes, and, uh, and, and sex and, and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be, 
It's going to be, uh, and it's going to be all, it's going to be all, you know, purity and, and modesty and how does that look in our world and what does that look like? What does the Bible say about that stuff? So we're going to be hitting out with the girls and, uh, and for the guys, for the guys, we're going to do the first two weeks are going to be called man up. And, uh, so, and, uh, and, uh, so yeah. And so y'all get ready to man up. And, uh, so we're going to have, we're going to do, we're going to do some, we're going to do some manly things in those first two weeks that are just going, you know what I mean? And then after we do that, we're going to, we're going to discuss what it means, uh, to be a man and what it means to be a spiritual leader and what it means to be a biblical masculinity and what has God called us as men to do. And so we're going to do that the first couple weeks before we get back into the Bible study and all that kind of stuff. Now, listen, that is for discipleship on, on Thursday nights, our connection groups, we're kind of tweaking those and making those better. I've heard what some of you students have said. I've heard what some of the leaders have said, and we've kind of talked about how to make those better. And the cool thing about connection groups is, and listen, I want you to hear this because we are sharing vision tonight. This is about vision. This is about seeing what's ahead of us. In fact, in Proverbs 28 verses 19, the Bible says this, where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. And so we have vision. We don't want this ministry to fall apart. We don't want your faith to fall apart. We have vision, and we want a God vision. We want God to tell us, as he told Abraham, hey, here's the new territory we want you to take, and we're going to say, hey, we're peacing out over here so we can go do what God wants us to do because we want greatness. And so we have connection groups. Now, here's the cool thing about connection groups. Connection groups, and I want, if you've been going here for a long time and all this kind of stuff, I want you to listen up. I want you to perk up because I want you to hear me right now because I'm giving this to you. Connection groups are for you to connect with one another and for you to connect with adult leader. Now, what that does not mean is connection groups are not for you to connect with your best friends that are in the group, although that will happen in your group. See, as I've been listening to feedback, what I've gotten from some of the students is, you know, hey, man, I wish that life groups on Sunday had a little more connecting, and I wish connection groups had a little more Bible study. And I'm like, life groups are for Bible study and connection groups are for connecting. We want you connecting with each other. I want you connecting with girls in that group that you don't know. That connection group is more for people who've never been here before than it is for you. Sunday night is completely for you. I want you to understand that connection groups are for that girl or that guy who's come and visited for the first night and they know no one and they're sitting in this room with all of these students and they're freaking out because they, they don't know anybody and they don't know where to start and then they go into the connection group and all of a sudden two or three people that go here every week take over the connection group and start talking about all the things that they want to talk about and that girl just sits over there in the corner and she never connects with anybody, never builds relationships with anybody and she says, I ain't coming back to this, what is there to offer for me? So what are connection groups? Connection groups are for you to connect with people that you don't know. Connection groups are for you if you are committed here and you are here every week and you are chasing after Jesus. That is for you to pour into some people that you don't know to reach out. Listen, I want every person in this room to know each other. I want you guys to be connected to each other. We're going to be a family of God. We are going to be unified under the body of Christ because the Bible tells us that we are too in Philippians chapter 2 and Romans chapter 12. We are to be unified in the body of Christ and we want to see unity. We 
We want to be together. We want, I don't care what your background is. I don't care if you like to play hockey and you like to skateboard and I like to, to play on Pinterest. It doesn't matter. And I don't like to play on Pinterest, by the way. And uh, it doesn't matter. We, we want you to connect with each other because, listen, you may have all of these things different in your life, but the thing that you have common is your relationship with Jesus. And I want you to help people connect. I want you to help people connect to this student ministry, to connect to an adult leader, and to connect to you. And so every week, if you are a student, and this is vision, if you're a student and you call this place home, I want you reaching out to every person that you don't know. Every person has a yellow wristband on every week, I want you introducing yourself to them and saying, hey, my name is Michelle, and I want to introduce myself to you because, because I don't know you, and your name is Amber, it is very nice to meet you. Let me go introduce you to my friend M Miguel and Mohammed, and we're going to go over here, and we're, I'm going to introduce them to Miguel and Mohammed, and then Amber's going to say, why is it everybody I keep meeting starts with an M? And I don't know why everybody I keep meeting starts with an M, but that's Mike over there. Mike, what the heck is going on? Is everybody, no, that's there. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying, we want to introduce people to each other. We want you to get to know people. We want you to know that there's people that care about you. We want you to know that, that we don't want you to feel alone in this big place. We want you to know that we are a family. And we're going to make an effort to be a family. And so tonight when we're done, we don't have connection groups. But listen, this is what I'm going to challenge you with. I'm going to challenge you tonight when we go out. I'm going to, I want to challenge you to begin getting to know some people because we'll have another 30 minutes before the service, before the end of the night, to, get, to go around and introduce yourself to people that you don't know. Introduce those people to people that you know. And you guys start getting to know each other and build connections with each other. Whew, I get fired up. Start preaching up here. All right. All right, back to what I was saying earlier. I got a couple things that I want to tell you guys that I'm excited about. We're going to do some different things this year. We're going to be do some new things this year. We're going to do some awesome things this year. The first thing we're going to do here is in about, uh, I guess we're probably about a month and a half to two months out from it, is that in this room, we are going to give first place. $500 cash money in the first ever The Point Got Talent thing in this place. Now let me tell you how this works. <laughs> let me tell you how this works. Remember, The Point Got Talent is for you, but it's also for people outside of here. So this is how this is going to work. We will have two dates of auditions you will have to audition we will take around the top 10 to 12 acts that will then perform on that particular the point got talent night then if you know travis billman who does announcements on sunday morning the hilarious guy him uh guy mike martin and somebody we, we're they are going to be the judges for the 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 point got talent the winner of the Point Got Talent will receive $500. Now listen, you may not have any crazy talent that you think is going to win, but you know people that don't go here that do have talent. So this is what I'm also going to do. Not only am I going to give the winner $500, but if you bring someone, if you bring someone who doesn't attend here and they win, I'm going to give you $100 for bringing them here. All right? So... We want this to be, we want this to be Gwinnett countywide. We want the best talent from the area, and we are going to have the biggest, the point guy talent party ever. 
I, I don't have the exact, uh, I might have the date. No, I don't. It's in a bike, it's like two months. I, I'll be talking, you'll be hearing about it later, next week. All right. Last thing, last thing I want to tell you guys. I got a lot more stuff, but we're running low on time here. Last thing I want to tell you guys before we, before we stop for tonight, and uh, the band's going to come up and play another, another song, and, and, uh, and then uh, Austin's going to come up and close us out with some, uh, with some uh, few announcements or whatever. But before all that happens, um, there's a decision that's been made, and we are super pumped about it. And that decision is that in 2013, the last week of July, the Point High School Ministry and 12 Stone Church Student Ministries all around are going to have, for the first time, bringing back youth camp. And so, so, summer camp is back. Now listen, I, some of you are like, why is everybody cheering? I don't even know what the heck summer camp is, so, hold on, hold on, so Ryan Hallworth, who is, uh, who uh, actually is back there in the sound booth, he's run production for us, he's actually our next gen worship uh, leader, he oversees all the worship and tech stuff and all the ministries, and, uh, and, and Ryan has, uh, uh, Ryan has, um, uh, worked at this camp uh, that we're going to be partnering with and putting this thing together for the last seven years. I actually spoke at this camp up in New York, and we're not going to New York. Uh, they're bringing it down here. They're bringing it down here. It's going to be about two hours away in South Carolina, so we'll get away from here, and we'll go to South Carolina to the camp. And, uh, and, and so I got, I, got, I got a little snippet video clip of the camp that we're going to be doing. NTS stands for never the same, and we believe that, that this year... Your life, if you go to camp, will never be the same. And so we're pumped about NTS camps for this year. Listen, I want to close out with this. Um, I think God is calling us to immeasurably more. I think God has greatness in store for us. And I want to challenge you to take ownership of this ministry and make it your personal, your personal commitment this year. Your personal commitment. I want you to have vision. I want you to have vision. I want you to pray and ask God to give you a God vision for this year. Maybe God asks you to do something that is pretty scary. Maybe he asks you this year to see if you can lead 10 of your friends to Christ, to start a ministry on your campus at school, to start doing things that, that you never thought that anything could happen from it. Listen, I can go through story after story. I know a couple sixth grade girls who heard about sex trafficking their hearts were so burdened by it that they started a, a ministry. Sixth grade girls. These girls bring in, now they're ninth grade, 10th grade, they bring in about 40 grand a year. Two girls to go towards that cause. And I can go through all, I'll just continue story after story after story. Maybe that's the reason that Paul tells Timothy, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. I think God wants to do big things through you, and I don't think that your age matters. I think you are at the exact age that God wants you to be at to do unbelievable things through you. And you have to believe that. I want you to have a God vision. And to remind you of that, underneath every one of your chairs 
is a pair of glasses for you. And once you get your glasses out, it's in, the, it's in the cage underneath there, in the cage, in the cage underneath there. You got to look, you got to search a little bit. Lou, you, Lou, you want to come on on? I want everybody to take out your glasses. I want you to put them on. Where's yours? All right, listen. Shh. All right, look up here. Look up here. Look up here. Shh. We just, we just, shh. we just crossed over. It's a new year. It's 2013. I don't know what your 2012 looks like, but I believe God has immeasurably more for you in 2013. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to take these glasses, have 2013 on them. I want you to begin praying what God would have you do in 2013. Then what I want you to do is, I want you to write whatever that is on the back of these glasses or on the front of these glasses, and I want you to tape them to your mirror in your bathroom or put them somewhere where you're going to see it every day as just a reminder that this is what I'm going to seek out to do this year. And then, I want to close out with this. I was talking with uh, a student earlier, and they were mentioning that there is... Um, uh, someone that they would like to have us pray for that just found out they have cancer for the second time. Now I realize there are many prayer requests in here and all this kind of stuff and, and we can't just get everybody's prayer requests all the time but I feel like we just need to pray for this person. Her name is Jenny. And so this is what we're going to do. Before we go into this last song we just kind of jam it out and get out of here and you guys start meeting people that you don't know. Uh, before, we start, before we do that, before we head out I'm going to pray for you and uh, I want to pray for Jenny, and I want to ask you guys just to pray with me. And so as I'm praying, you can pray to yourself quietly, your seat, or whatever. We're just going to pray for Jenny, that we're going to pray that God does a work in her life. So let's pray. God, tonight, we thank you so much for this opportunity just to talk about who you are, to talk about how great you are, that you are the great I am, to talk about what you've done over the last year. God, we are so thankful, and we, we want to praise your name, God. We have, we have been able to enjoy this ministry because of the favor that you've placed on it. And so, God, we've enjoyed you this year. Year. We've enjoyed this ministry this year, and God, I believe that you have new territory for us, that you have bigger things, that you don't want us just to be satisfied with good, but that you have great in store for us. So God, I just ask that you would just pour out your favor on us, that you would show us where you would have us go. And God, tonight, I just want to lift up Jenny to you. God, I don't know her personally, but you do. You know her situation. You know everything about her life. God, I pray that you would give people around her the courage to share your love with her. God, if she doesn't know you, Lord, I pray that she would get that relationship with you right. Because the most important condition that she needs you to address right now is her spiritual condition. And secondly, God, we pray for her physically. God, I pray for physical healing over her right now. God, you are the God of this universe, and you can do supernatural things, things that are unexplained by the natural. And so, God, we just ask that you do a supernatural work in her life. God, that you bring healing to her. Father, we pray all this right now in the holy and precious name of Jesus.